Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Okay. I feel like me, um, I'm having a technical, a technical, technology challenging day for sure, to say the least. <laughs> but that's okay. We just roll with it, right? There's only, I, I, I've never really allowed myself to get overly stressed over things like that because at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do, right? So the first thing I want to talk about today is fats and quality fat sources. Um, all the different variables and different ways that you can consume fat and what you're looking for when you're consuming fat. Um, One of the things that I always try to preach about is being able to stabilize your blood sugar and understanding what it takes to stabilize blood sugar. So for me, a meal without fat is going to be an unsuccessful meal in terms of being able to stabilize your blood sugar. So if you're setting yourself up with a meal and you have absolutely no idea what your fat source is in that meal, then there's very likely a good chance that you don't have any fat in that meal. But if you are uncertain, then moving forward, we need to set you up to where you can look at each meal and say, okay, this is my fat in this meal and this is the amount of fat that I'm having in this meal. Your fat comes in and it stabilizes that blood sugar. So as you build the blood sugar from the carbohydrate source, your energy is only going to last you so long. So the fat and the protein comes in and it really sustains you long term. So overall, if we don't have any fat, then your sustainability between meals is going to be much, much shorter. So ideally, what we want to do is bring in quality carbohydrates, but then we also want to bring in a quality protein source and a quality fat source so that we can stay sustained for three to four hours in between meals. Again, that's assuming that you're not eating in between meals because we do want to eat and then we want to fast and then we want to eat and then we want to fast. We don't want to eat in between meals. Eating in between meals puts your body into almost like a chronic state of metabolizing. So we want to set yourself into a position to where we're going to eat. Let's give an example. We're going to eat at 9 a.m. 
we're not eating again until 12, then we're not eating again until 3, then we're not eating again until 6. So if we eat at 9 and then at 10.30 we go ahead and grab a handful of almonds or a handful of cashews, then we've set ourselves up to where at 9 o'clock we built the blood sugar and as it's supposed to sort of naturally start coming down, instead of naturally coming down, it's going to be built right back up from those cashews or from those almonds. And so the new median becomes so much higher because you're never really letting it fall like it should and then building it up naturally after three to four hours. So again, that's where you get into a place where you're almost like chronically metabolizing food. Even if it's a healthy food, you can literally almost make yourself insulin resistant even from having healthy foods if you're chronically eating all the time. So if you're not giving yourself that timeline of being able to, or that window in between meals, if you're not giving yourself that, then you're really setting yourself up for failure and then positioning yourself to potentially have some type of blood sugar issue or some type of um, insulin resistance issue, which often will lead to a lot of cravings as well. And you're just always going to kind of walk around feeling imbalanced. Uh, so from a fat source standpoint, knowing that that's what's going to help to stabilize your blood sugar, the different sources of fat would be egg yolks, olive oil, avocado oil, seeds like chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, avocados, uh, or obviously avocado oil, uh, pumpkin seeds, which I've said, uh, and then nuts, uh, nut butters. Um, it, it is easy to overdo fat. So if we ran up to Panera right now and we picked up a salad, there's a possibility that we could get three or four different layers of fat in one salad because there might be a hard-boiled egg on there with some avocado, uh, with some walnuts, with their dressing. So there may be four layers of fat on that salad. When we're doing a salad and we're using a dressing and we're doing the full serving of dressing, we have to be cautious then to not add an egg yolk. We have to be cautious to not add the avocado. We have to be cautious to not add the nuts or the seeds. The only way we would want to do that is if we're dividing it. So let's say just for an average that we're going to have around 150 calories from fat for our meal then we would want to look at what we're having. If we're having a primal dressing, then we would say, okay, I can have a tablespoon of that and I can have a tablespoon of avocado. So I can mix the two of those together, you know, to be able to get myself um, a little bit of variety, but I cannot also add nuts and then also add seeds because if I do that, I'm going to put myself into a position to where I'm having way too much fat. And just because it's good quality fat doesn't mean it can't make you fat or that it can't raise your cholesterol or just ultimately, you know, store body fat. So we've got to put you in a position to where, you know, I'm not overdoing it on fat as well. Another example where people do that is they make smoothies and in the smoothies, they have oil and then they have seeds and then they have nut butter um, and they just start adding, you know, all of these, they might add coconut, they start adding all these different layers of fat. The only way you want to add multiple layers of fat is if you really watch the serving size of that fat. So if instead of a tablespoon of each, if you're doing a half a tablespoon of chia seeds and a half a tablespoon of ground flax, 
that's great because the two of those sort of equal out to your around 150 calorie serving of fat in that meal, if that makes sense. So hopefully what you're able to do is really sort of measure. Now, I've never been one to want people to have to sit and count everything and, you know, manually go crazy tracking things. That's definitely not what I'm asking people to do. But if you just want to sort of briefly look at the amount of calories from fat that's in your olive oil or that's in your pumpkin seeds or that's in your nuts, then what you'll do is you'll say, okay, I'm going to average between 100 to 150 calories worth of fat in this meal. So if I'm going to do that, I may be able to get away from breaking it up a little bit and kind of doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. When I make a smoothie, I normally recommend that people use the Barleen's brand of either flax oil, omega oil, or fish oil. Any of those three, they're all flavored, so they really add a lot of richness to the taste of a smoothie. And so if you're using one of those products, then you just want to be cautious, again, that you're using that as your fat source and that you're not adding a whole bunch of other uh, items. So if you're having two eggs for breakfast and you're having the, the yolks in those eggs, we don't also need to add flax oil to the berries. Although the berries and flax oil are excellent, it wouldn't be necessary because you'd be having a yolk with your eggs. So again, just something to take into consideration. Now, as far as what is the best oil, remember when you're using egg yolks, uh, that, you know, they are going to be higher in cholesterol. So you do not want to add egg yolks with bread or with potatoes or I guess with anything starchy like that, like a cracker or trying to think of what you would, you know, add that with. But, um, but anything starchy like a bread, we don't want to add with egg yolks because you're always going to flip the insulin switch. And I mean always when you're having bread or crackers or anything with flour in it. So if you're flipping the insulin switch, then the body is not going to use up all that fat and cholesterol that's in that egg yolk. So you have to set yourself up to, to know like, okay, if I'm having egg yolks, then I'm only going to do some low glycemic vegetables with this and maybe some low glycemic fruits like berries. Um, now, when you're determining what type of oil to have, I know I've taught you guys this already, but between olive oil and avocado oil, it's very important to remember heat temp. So if you're using olive oil, you're 325 degrees or lower, or you're low to medium heat. If you're using avocado oil, then you can go up to 500 degrees or you can go medium to high heat. Now, the variable is that if you're using that olive oil um, and you're using it at too high of a heat temp, then you are by all means going to oxidize and damage that oil and it's going to become pro-inflammatory. So it's very important to try to make sure that you use the right heat temp. Now, if you're roasting vegetables or sauteing vegetables, you've got to make sure that that oil is still on there. So when you pull it out of the oven and you go to eat that, if you're not tasting any oil, then it's evaporated. So then you're not getting the amount of fat that you need to get from the meal. So you may need to add a little bit more oil after it's been cooked. Perfect example of that would be if you're making Brussels sprouts. I like the Brussels sprouts to be a little bit on the crispier side. I'm sorry, I keep feeling like I'm going to sneeze, but then I can't sneeze. Um, 
I like them to be a little bit on the crispier side. And so when they're on the crispier side, that means a lot of that oil is going to have a tendency to just sort of evaporate. Well, if that's the case, then at the very end, I usually take my mister and I pump it and I spray a little bit more olive oil on them in the in the, right before I go to plate them so that I can be sure that I'm getting that quality fat source when I have that olive oil. So that's just definitely something to take into consideration. Now, coconut oil is an excellent fat. I don't normally recommend it in the beginning because most people are trying to start out um, usually wanting to drop some inflammation, wanting to drop some weight. Coconut oil can be overdone. You can have too much and ultimately end up with too much fat. Now, it is what's called a medium-chain triglyceride. It is higher in fat. And so if you have a heart condition and they're constantly checking your cholesterol levels, it is going to make your cholesterol levels go up. And so will MCT oil, which is basically the liquid version of it. So you've got to watch it. I mean, I have nothing against it. And I usually look at cholesterol levels from a functional perspective. So I do look at it a little bit differently than I would the traditional medicine route. But you do really have to understand that if your doctor is going to be measuring those numbers on a regular basis, you're not going to look good if you're using coconut oil and MCT oil on a regular basis. And so to keep you from having a doctor that chronically wants you to take more medicine, I would probably steer clear of the coconut oil, probably steer clear of the MCT oil if you're dealing with high cholesterol. Now, they're by no means bad oils, though, so please don't take it that way at all. Um, now, another great, great fat would be chia or uh, flaxseed. And ground flaxseed and chia have a, a considerable amount of fiber. People always think that they have to add oatmeal to their diet in order to get fiber. First of all, you get a lot of great fiber just in your vegetables and your fruits that you eat. But also the chia seeds... And the um, the uh, uh, flax seeds are phenomenal amount of, of fiber. I mean, it's a fantastic amount of fiber. So if you find yourself constipated, then what you may want to do in a smoothie is add half tablespoon chia seeds, half tablespoon flax seeds. That really should knock that out. Avocado is an awesome fat source. You know, that's a great way I would do a serving of about two tablespoons. Again, if you're going to combine it with maybe one of the primal dressings, then you do one tablespoon avocado, one tablespoon of the primal dressing. Um, pumpkin seeds make for a great snack or nuts. Those are also quality fat sources. Usually for snacks, I recommend getting quality fat sources in like nuts, seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds, or olives. All of those are great sources of good quality fat. The reason why I typically suggest getting a fat source in as a snack is because it just acts as a buffer. So it bridges the gap between lunch and dinner, bridges the gap between breakfast and lunch, and just helps you to pass through to that next meal in a more stable manner. Versus having a piece of fruit all by itself, building the blood sugar, then the blood sugar is going to fall at a reasonable rate. And as it falls, it's going to put you in a position to where you're going to be hungry and tired. You know, so then that cycles you into an inconsistent blood sugar pattern, where if you're using fat as your uh, snack source, you'll be much more likely to stay more stable, not have near as many cravings, hunger or fatigue. 
Um, so that kind of goes through all the different types of fat sources. And of course, there would be nut butter like cashew butter or almond butter. I would not recommend peanut butter because peanuts are processed by the body like a bean. So they're going to be very starchy and they're also a very high histamine producing food. So I wouldn't recommend going a peanut butter route. Okay. Um, now, here's an example of... Um, I would suggest, you know, of a, of a smoothie that I would suggest making. Um, I will post this for you, um, but this is just what I call the Integrity Power Smoothie. And so the ingredients in this would be collagen. Um, I also have people add a tablespoon of unflavored hemp protein so that it can be high in iron, uh, chia seeds, and then a little bit of coconut oil, blueberries, strawberries, and unsweetened vanilla coconut milk. I also have another smoothie recipe where it's 20 grams of collagen, one tablespoon of the barleens, flax, omega, or fish oil, and then one cup of berries that gets added to that. And then I recommend on that one to blend it with water, which definitely makes it a leaner version of it for sure. Um, so hopefully that kind of gives you guys some ideas of different ways that you can, you know, kind of throw some different fats in there. Um, please understand that fats are truly going to make all the difference in you being able to stay stable. I just want to read you a few sentences. This is not much information on olive oil, just to help you to understand the benefits of using certain fats. Um, if olive oil is high in fat, why is it considered healthy? The main type of fat found in all kinds of olive oil is monosaturated fatty acid, MUFAs. MUFAs are considered a healthy dietary fat. If you replace saturated and trans fats with unsaturated fats, such as MUFAs, and polyunsaturated fats, such as PUFAs, you may gain certain health benefits. MUFAs and PUFAs may help you lower risk of heart disease by improving related risk factors. For instance, MUFAs have been found to lower total cholesterol and low-density lipoprotein, LDL cholesterol, levels. In addition, some research shows that MUFAs may benefit insulin levels and blood sugar control, which can be helpful if you are at risk for type 2 diabetes. But even healthier fats like olive oil are high in calories, so use them in moderation. Choose MUFA-rich foods such as olive oil in place of other fatty foods, particularly butter and stick margarine, not in addition to them. And remember that you can make unhealthy foods healthier simply by adding olive oil to them. So you can take a great uh, recipe for vegetables and make it even better for you just by adding that olive oil. So I always recommend, you know, don't skip the olive oil, even though I give you some concerns, you know, about the heat temp, don't skip it for sure. Um, then just to kind of give you a couple of ideas with flax, I'm not going to go through each topic, but these are the benefits. It says it aids in weight loss. Um, it says it relieves constipation and diarrhea. It helps to fight cancer. It removes cellulite. This is interesting. I want us to read this paragraph. Looking for a natural way to fight cellulite. As we age, collagen production decreases, but consumption of flaxseed oil 
helps to increase collagen production. Structural changes in the skin's tissues, including weakened collagen, make cellulite more visible because the skin becomes thinner and less able to conceal the irregularities created by the superficial fat and connective tissue just below its surface. By adding flaxseed oil to your diet, you can actually help fight the appearance of cellulite. It says that it reduces eczema. Eczema is a common skin disorder that causes dry, red, itchy skin that can blister or crack. It's generally caused by an allergic response to foods, chemicals, and other substances such as perfumes or soaps. In addition to avoiding unhealthy skincare products, you can also greatly improve eczema through your diet. Essential fatty acids help improve skin elasticity and texture, making flaxseed oil one of the top choices for improved skin health and general uh, in general and pesky skin problems like eczema. It boosts heart health. Um, it, it There's evidence that eating foods high in ALA acid like flaxseed oil, um, can help to prevent and treat heart disease. One study suggests that people who eat a diet high in ALA are less likely to have a fatal heart attack, meaning flaxseed oil may lower the risk of these common factors for this common killer. Another study found that women who ate high levels of ALA had 46% lower risk of sudden cardiac death than those who ate the lowest amount of ALA, Other population studies show that as people eat more foods with ALA, alpha-linolic acid, heart disease deaths go down. Another thing that it does is it it treats Sojourn's syndrome, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, You know, I try to read kind of these basic standard uh, benefits because it is amazing how one food can be such a considerable blessing to us. This is what I talked about with the cabbage. You know, this is what I've talked about all along with different foods. You truly can find to be, you you know, you can find yourself to be in a completely different place just by adding a couple of basic foods. Now, I've been going through a um, nutritional uh, course in Chinese medicine, doing a certification in traditional Chinese medicine uh, nutrition. And this says that it's no secret that we've been eating flax for thousands of years in both Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine. Flaxseed oil is believed to promote both mental and physical endurance by controlling the aging process and fighting fatigue. Ayurvedic practitioners use flaxseed oil to balance the skin's pH and improve its strength and elasticity. It's also known to improve dry skin by holding moisture, promote wound healing, and give the skin a glowing appearance. Uh, Flaxseed is also part of an Ayurvedic, and traditionally it would be used in uh, medicine as a treatment for wound healing, gastrointestinal disorders, respiratory conditions, and even tumors. In traditional Chinese medicine, flaxseed oil is used to restore moisture in the body, and counteract dryness that occurs in colder weather. Flax seeds and flaxseed tea are also used to improve kidney and liver health. My traditional Chinese medicine um, practitioner that I go to gives me herbs on a daily basis and um, that I take on a daily basis. He gives me a different set of herbs each week. And 
he suggested that I start taking two tablespoons of flax seed flax seeds per day. So um, one of the re one of the ways that I take the flax seeds is I just put them in a cup of a coconut milk, but I warm the coconut milk. And then I stir it all up and I just sit and eat it like a cereal. It's delicious. I think it's phenomenal. I put a little bit of stevia in it. Now, I'm not going to go to town on this. I'm just going to give you a couple benefits of coconut oil just so you can understand all these medicinal benefits that come from having these good quality healthy fats. Coconut oil can increase fat burning. Coconut oil can kill Harmful microorganisms. I'm going to read this one. The 12 carbon lauric acid makes up about 50% of the fatty acids in coconut oil. When lauric acid is digested, it also forms a substance called monolaurin. Both lauric acid and monolaurin can kill harmful pathogens like bacteria, viruses, and fungi. For example, these substances have been shown to help kill bacteria, staph, which is a very uh, dangerous pathogen, and yeast, candida, albicans, a common source of yeast infections in humans. So just think, just using coconut oil could kill excess yeast, and it could also kill uh, staph infections. That's pretty amazing. Coconut oil can reduce your hunger, helping you to eat less. The fatty acids in coconut oil may reduce seizures. Coconut oil can raise the good LDL cholesterol. Um, coconut oil can protect your, scare, your hair, skin, and nails. Um, and the fatty acids in coconut oil can boost brain function in Alzheimer's patients. I'm going to read this one because I think that's important. Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause of dementia worldwide, and it occurs primarily in elderly individuals. In Alzheimer's patients, there appears to be a reduced ability to use glucose for energy in certain parts of the brain. Researchers have speculated that ketones can provide an alternative energy source for these malfunctioning brain cells and reduce symptoms of Alzheimer's. In, 2000, uh, in, in one 2006 study, consumption of medium-chain triglycerides, which is coconut oil, led to the improvement in brain function in patients with milder forms of Alzheimer's. However, keep in mind that research is still early and there's no evidence to suggest that coconut oil itself can reduce Alzheimer's disease. Coconut oil can help you to lose fat, especially the harmful abdominal fat. My gosh, like that's just talking to you about the benefits of coconut oil, the benefits of olive oil, and the benefits of flaxseed. I'm not even going through all of those other fats that I mentioned. So there, there really are so many different quality fat sources, but there also are a lot of harmful fat sources. So we want to avoid canola oil, soybean oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil. Uh, we want to avoid... Um, see if there's any of those that I missed. I think that's all oh, peanut oil. We want to make sure we avoid peanut oil. So canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, um, and peanut oil. All pro-inflammatory oils. Look at your packages of nuts. Make sure they're not sprayed with those. 
You know, look at your salad dressings. Make sure they're not incorporating those. So understand that they're using those fats because they're less expensive. Maybe they have a little higher heat temp, but they're not good for you. So please, please, please make sure you see those like a skull and crossbones because that is exactly what they are. They will promote inflammation. They will, they'll promote immune responses. They'll promote skin issues, gut issues. Very, very important. And they'll also raise that cholesterol. is Debbie. I'm a mom, nutrition coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I bake healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter, Sophie, is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack, and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today. 